Welcome to the Healthcare Business Secrets Show, where we interview industry leaders and break down exactly how they're dominating their markets so you can learn from the best and can double your revenue, double your impact, and double your time off. In this episode, we're talking with Dan Henry. Dan went from pizza guy to building an eight-figure online education business. He's the founder of GetClients.com and Wall Street Journal bestselling author of Digital Millionaire Secrets. Welcome to the show, Dan. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm excited to have you on the show. I've been following you for a while and, and seeing what you've been doing in the business space, especially the online space uh, with courses and, and coaching and things like that. Um, so I really want to kind of dive into that because I know that a lot of health professionals uh, always think to themselves, I know a lot of stuff, but how do I actually get it out to the masses? And especially with you know the, the world the way that it is, I think that we're all pivoting online. But just before we get into that, give our audience some context as to who you are, because some people will have name recognition instantly and, and others won't. So give us a little bit of backstory uh, on you and how you got to where you are. Sure. So I, for the majority of my life, was uh, your classic broke musician growing up in a small Florida town. And I delivered pizza for almost seven years. And that was, you know, that was my life. And I decided uh, to go to college for audio engineering. And when I was in college, I was very poor, didn't have a lot of money. And, and so I would, uh, you know, I would hang out at the local guitar center and play guitars that I could never afford. <laughs> and um, I remember I saw this, while I, while I was sitting there one day, I saw this guy who was asking what type of microphone he should buy. And I had taken, you know, a course at my college on that and I read a lot of books on it and I was working in the audio industry at the time. And I wasn't, you know, I'm not Bob Rock or, or any like, anything like that. I'm not like this famous audio produ record producer. I was just a kid in college that knew how to do a lot of audio stuff. And so I, I walked over to him and I gave him some advice on how to choose the proper microphone. Well, he was so impressed with the advice that he offered me $100 to come to his house and show him how to use his, his, his gear, his, his audio gear, so he could record his own music at home. And so I, I went and I did that and I got, um, I got 100 bucks, And I thought, this is the easiest money I made. I just taught somebody something that I knew. Well, I ended up starting this service where I would screen share with people and teach them how to use their home recording software. And that's how I paid my way through college. And I didn't, I wasn't smart enough back then to really have a big vision and really see, hey, this could be like a real business, like a real company, you know, teaching. And so I never really thought about it again after I got out of college. And over the next decade, I, I went through a lot of ups and downs and I was really trying to become an entrepreneur and I made some bad investments and at one point became pretty much rock bottom, hit pretty much rock bottom where I couldn't pay my bills. And so I started learning marketing, like online marketing and advertising and how to sell and how to market. And I got pretty decent at it. And I started uh, an agency where I... I you know, ran advertising for other businesses. And that, that kind of got me on my feet, you know. But then one day I get a letter in the mail from the IRS that said I owe $250,000 in taxes. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm back on my feet, but I, I can't pay no 250 grand. So I started brainstorming. And with my wife at the time, we started brainstorming. And I thought, you know, man, back, back in college, the easiest money I ever made was selling what I know. You know, I thought I was thinking about that, and and my wife at the time was was talking about why don't you just teach what you know? And 
I, I was reading articles online about these entrepreneurs, these online entrepreneurs that were making like 200, 300, you know, six figures in, in a few weeks selling courses and coaching programs. And I thought, all right, I got to give this another shot. So I did. And this time, um, I ended up my first 30 days in business doing about $100,000 in sales. And I just decided that, hey, this, this is it. W whatever this is, this selling information, I've got to master it. I've got to put my heart and soul into it and become the best in the world at it. And so I kept working at it. And within five months, I had a million dollar business and I kept working at it. And next thing you know, I've hit a million dollars in a month. And the next thing you know, I have a million dollar day. That's not every day. Uh, <laughs> and I wrote a book about it, became a Wall Street Journal uh, bestseller. And I've, you know, since uh, the past couple of years started teaching people, you know, because I had several courses and I did very well. In the past couple of years, I decided to start teaching people how to sell their knowledge, how to package and sell their knowledge. And the reason I started doing it is because I realized that almost everybody out there is making the same mistakes. They're making huge mistakes. And if they just knew, you know, a better way to do it, they could succeed a lot faster like I did. And so that's why I wrote that book. And, and, uh, that's what I do what I do today. Yeah. It's, it's, I've followed you for a while and, and it's been amazing to watch you evolve with, you know, being a business leader as well as with your products and, and, and things like that and, and how refined they get over time at just producing results. And, it's a testament to the how committed you are to getting the outcomes for people. A lot of people just package up some crap and try and sell it and, and get away with it. But you know, you've you're you're actually driven by the result that people are getting, and I love that. And um, I think that where I want to pivot to with this is is there are so many health professionals and people listening to this that they have so much knowledge and expertise and experience, and people are asking for it all the time, but they're stuck in this consulting model, like they're working a job in a practice. And a, and a big thing that I point out, especially to my clients, is that. A practice is not a business. A practice is a fancy word for job as a health professional. A business is something that you can walk away from and go on holiday. And my story is somewhere where, you know, I was making lots of money and I was helping lots of people, but I couldn't go on holiday because the holiday was going to cost me 10 grand to go to Europe and not working was going to cost me 40. And so I was weighing up not going on holiday. And I got to a point where it's like, this is not working anymore. And so then I pivoted into going to the online space as well. Um, and I think that a lot of health professionals, especially these days with the way the world is, with the pandemic and things like that, is, is first of all, when it's first happening and all our practices are closing, it's like, holy crap, what do we do? And secondly, with restrictions and things, people are looking at how do we build online programs? How do we get our knowledge out there and, and still help our clients? But health professionals you know, we're, we're stuck in the books and we've studied for so long that we think that we have to make these big fancy programs that are well-produced and everything like that. So talk to me about how you go about getting someone to get their knowledge out and turn it into something without having to spend six months building out this massive, perfectly polished program that no one ends up buying. Well, you know, just as in the healthcare field, there are practices that I mean, they change over time. We find better ways to do things. And I know, not, not just with you know doctors and, and healthcare people, but anybody that tries to create a course, they try to do it the old way. They try to do it sort of an ancient way and they get frustrated when it doesn't work. And a lot of times they don't want to embrace a new way. It's sort of, it's sort of like um, in healthcare, you know, the ancient Egyptians used to do a practice called bloodletting, where if you were sick or you had a disease, 
they thought it was because you had bad blood and they would just cut open a vein and let the blood spill, or they would put leeches on you to suck the bad blood out of your, you know, and obviously we've made advances in healthcare, just like we've made advances in science. Everybody used to think the earth was flat. And then, you know, you put a satellite up in the air or up in the space and round, you know? So, I, I mean, I think we knew a lot uh, about it far before a satellite, but the point is that there are better ways to do things now. And that's one of the things that I realized. I realized that, you know, if you sit there and you take three, four, five, six months to build out a program, you're, you're guessing, right? You're just, you're totally guessing. You have no idea if it's going to sell, if people will resonate with it, and by the way, just because you're a good doctor doesn't necessarily mean you're a good teacher, right? Mm -hmm. And to assume that your students will learn whatever it is you're teaching first try, I can tell you right now that if you're stuck on that, I know you're a bad teacher, okay? Because here's the deal. The way that we do it is we come up with a idea for something free because if this many people are willing to consume something for free. This many people, a small percentage of that, will be willing to consume it in greater detail and pay a premium for it. So what I usually encourage people to do is talk to their audience or build a small audience and say, hey, we're going to release this guide or this training. We want to make sure that this is going to be the best possible training. So why don't you go and fill out this survey and I'll let you know when the training's ready. So we ask them to fill out a survey. We understand what the main things they want to know is. And then that gives us a general idea of what our program is going to be. Or maybe we had an idea for a program and that allows us to sort of tweak it a little bit. And we just outline what the program will be. And then we do what's called a beta launch where we do something very simple, very low tech, like a whiteboard webinar. And that's where we, we go live, maybe on Zoom or even just Facebook Live. And we teach something on a webinar. And at the end, we say, hey, we're going to be doing this, this program, this full-fledged program. We're going to teach it live the first time. If you get in early on the pre-sale, not only will you get this massive discount, but you'll get to learn it live, ask questions live, whereas future students will only be able to see the recordings. And you'll, you'll get those recordings as well as the, the, the new polished recordings mm -hmm. we create. You know, And so when you frame it that way, as opposed to, hey, will you buy this before I create it? You know, now it's framed as a benefit to them. And so you do that until you get some sales and until people are willing to buy it, even at a discounted price. So then you get them into a, a beta coaching group. You just start with an outline. You, you just have a, it could be just like this, just, just like on Zoom. And you teach the, the fundamental principles over the course of a, a couple days, almost like a virtual event on Zoom to your, initial students. And at the end of each section, session, or, or lesson, if you want to call it, you see, does everybody understand that? Do you have any questions? And if people are like, yeah, that's amazing. That's great. Then you know that that thing you taught is solid and your future students will, will get it. But if they go, oh, I'm not quite getting it, you know, then you can say, okay. And you re-explain it. Mm -hmm. And now what you've done is you've refined your educational content on the fly, like literally in real time. And what I'll generally do is I'll write down a time mark 
And when I go back to edit those recordings, I just take out the bad explanation, leave in the good explanation. And so you do those recordings, you put them into a membership site, and that is your basically first version of your program. And then you can go off and re-record more polished whatever those lessons and refine it from what you've learned from the beta sessions. And when you've done that, you now have not only a completed product that you're ready to sell for full price, but you have a good product because it's refined. You tested it. You tested it with an initial group of students. You didn't just mm. guess that you were a good teacher. Imagine if we didn't test vaccines. Imagine if there weren't vaccine trials and you just made a vaccine and went, all right, it's probably good. And then you just released it to the public. It would be disastrous. You don't release educational content to the public without testing it. To me, personally, it's almost more dangerous, right? Because I can get sick for an extra couple of weeks with a bad vaccine or something. But if you're literally teaching people bad information, that is going to permeate webs of society and, and potentially cause much greater damage. So to me, it makes sense to refine your educational content with that initial group of students. And now you don't spend tons of time wasted on something that you don't even know if people are going to want or if they're going to understand. You can make sure of it. And when you do it that way, it actually goes a lot faster. 100%. I love it. That's absolute gold because we, we do, we think, okay, I'm going to make this program and then I'm going to try and sell it to people. But instead, and, and for everyone listening, what Dan's saying is you've got an idea of what you think people are going to like based on the surveys you've done. And you've said, hey, I'm going to create a training on this this thing and you're first testing, do people even care? Because like you said, if, if they're interested in the free thing, then you know there's going to be a portion they're going to pay for it. And then you're actually, you're building it as you go and getting f- feedback instantaneously from a group, which is then turned into a program. And so you know that it's good rather than assuming that it's good. And I think we get, we get stuck in that. I noticed this in, in when- Sort of like a drug t- trial. <laughs> exactly. It's literally, it's literally like that, right? And I think that I see this in health professionals and their businesses too. We assume a lot of stuff about what we think people want and need. And I spend all day trying to get people to change their headspace around that, understanding not what necessarily the person's just telling you about what they want, but also what they are actually trying to say. Like a, a good example of this is people come into offices and they'll say, I'm in pain, I want my pain gone. And the, and the first thing I say to them is, okay, then why don't you go to the supermarket and buy some drugs? And they say, well, because I, I, I don't want to take the drugs. I just, I just want that. Uh, and they don't quite know because what they're telling us on the surface, what we believe about what they want is very different often to what's motivating them in the background. How do you factor that in when you're looking at creating a course or or getting some knowledge out? Because health professionals, we have a lot of knowledge. We know a lot of stuff about a lot of different things. What do you think is the best way of going about actually knuckling down and picking something, so to speak, to start on to, to serve our audience better in building a program, building a course, or even just helping our clients? Like I've built programs just for my existing clients to better serve them in the office. What's a good way of going about that? Well, I think the biggest thing is you have to start with the end in mind and work backwards from there. The reason that Steve Jobs was so successful, more successful than virtually any other, I mean, Apple's from a technology computer perspective, Apple is far, far more successful than any other company in history. And the reason for that was every other company would listen to their computer engineers on what the market wanted. They would say, oh, the market wants, you know, to be able to change hard drives and to be able to modify that. And Steve Jobs knew the market wants what you tell them to want, but 
it starts with the end in mind. Steve Jobs knew that people wanted an easier way to communicate, an easier way to get things done. They want, like, he knew what that the iPhone, wherever my iPhone is, would do. Mm. So he knew what the result would be. And he said to the engineers, I want this to happen when someone has this device. This is the experience, the end result that I want them to have. Make this. And a lot of people actually, you know, criticize Steve Jobs because they say, well, what did he do? He didn't build anything. He just told other people what to build. Yeah. But those people would never have had the vision to build that, to create that experience. And so what I do with information products is I like to identify what I call a QER or a quantifiable end result. Like for instance, give, give me an example of one particular industry or subject matter a healthcare professional would teach. Uh, for example, uh, creating a, a program around thyroid issues. So helping women with thyroid problems, causing okay. weight loss and weight gain and all kinds of health issues. So, yeah. so that market, right? Do they really want to know about all the terms and all the science behind their thyroid or do they want to not gain weight uncontrollably? 100%, right? They want the result. Right. They don't, to be honest, they don't give two craps about their thyroid. They care about what their thyroid is doing to them. So I think what ends up happening is a lot of people, especially professionals, accountants, doctors, lawyers, because when you're that type of professional, you're used to education like you would get in, in, in formal education in college where they just kind of, they teach you a bunch of stuff, but they don't really, in my opinion, teach it well because it's just a bunch of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and of course, it depends on the teacher, but it's very academic. And when you teach your own program online, the last thing people want is academic. They want to understand and one of the best ways to get them to understand is to always focus on the end result. Don't just teach them stuff, right? Don't just teach them how things work. Why are you teaching? Do I need to know this? Teach them what they need to know to get the end result. Anything else is, is really unnecessary, you know? Mm. So a lot of people just, they don't think about, okay, if somebody buys this program, where are they now? Why are they buying this? What is their current situation? And then when they're done with the program, what is the desired expected situation? What is their ideal situation? And what the course should cover, the coaching should cover, is the gap between those two. Nothing more. They don't care about that, right? They, They just, they don't. It's about how to get from point A to point B. And so your knowledge as a doctor or a healthcare professional should be used to facilitate that journey from A to B. You shouldn't just teach stuff. You should use what you know, take that knowledge and use it to facilitate that journey from current situation to desired situation. Always keep that top of mind. Always keep the end in mind and not just teach them stuff. Does that make sense? 100%. I couldn't have said it better myself because we, we say the same thing in terms of creating consultation processes for new clients. A lot of the time when a new client comes to us, we do too much stuff and end up talking ourselves out of clients rather than facilitating a person to say yes to work with us or facilitating a person to get an outcome. We overcomplicate the process. And I think that it comes from this uh, idea of 
We're going to give a person a whole lot of information, teach them a whole lot of stuff, and then they'll know and then they'll be able to make decisions. And, and in reality, yeah. it, it's not the stuff, right? It's, it's knowing right. what I need to know to get to where I want to be. And it, it comes back to, you know, if a client's coming to you and they're in pain, they ideally want you to click your fingers and then it's gone or give them a pill. That's why people buy pills for everything, right? And so when we're looking at how do we help a person in a situation where we can't just give them a pill, whether we're consulting with them or whether we're building a program, it's about minimal viable X. How do I give them the thing that they need to know to get to the next point in a way that's nice and simple? How do you go about actually getting this out and selling it to someone? Like it's one thing to, you know, get a few handful of people and we've all got clients that we can probably get involved in our programs and things, but how do we then actually go to the masses beyond our existing current audience, current circle of influence? Well, I usually teach my people to do what was called what I call attraction marketing in the beginning. And what I mean by that is basically we want people to come to us organically without spending money on things like ads. And so I teach them how to basically find communities online where their audience would be struggling with like whoever's in their audience that is struggling with whatever thing they're struggling with, that community is where they'd be hanging out. That's where they would be you know, talking and, and, and it could be a Facebook group, a vBulletin forum, it could be a LinkedIn group, it could be a variety of different online communities. And the easiest way to start building authority and have people start checking you out is to go on there and find, like for instance, if you go to a group on uh, psoriasis, right? And you just type in how, you will see a bunch of posts that ask, how do I do this? How do I do that? Or why? Why is this happening? You know, and you can go on there and you can start answering questions with very thorough, thoughtful, and valuable answers. Almost like a blog post, right? You want it to really answer the question. And then you can also take some of those responses and turn them into your own threads to give 100% value to that community. And in a very short amount of time, People in that community will start seeing you as an authority and people will, when you give a good answer, they'll see that more and more. They'll start tagging you when they see other answers. They'll start following you. They'll click on your profile. And when they do that, here's the important part. I usually set up a system where we create a piece of core content. That could be a case study, a video sales letter, or a webinar. And it's very simple. You go to a page, you enter your name and email, you watch the training for that. And then at the end, it says, would you like more help with this? Book a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. They book a call, get on the phone and you sell them your program. Or if you wanted to, you could do the, the method where you take them to a sales pitch. If you wanted to, you could do that and you know, not get on the phone at all. That's usually for lower ticket programs. If you charge higher ticket, you'd get on the phone. and what happened to me, the first, remember I said I made 100 grand in 30 days? That was where I got that traffic from. I just went in groups, provided value, and people would click on my name, see that link. And it could be a link to, a, like I said, a case study or a webinar. Uh, if you don't have that ready yet, it could be a link to your own Facebook group or an email opt-in. And I would get dozens and dozens of subscribers per day just by make, making good, uh, giving good answers. And I started being received as an authority. And like I said, I made about a hundred grand first 30 days. That gave me the money I needed to spend on 
ads where I could come up with a great ad. And a lot of those ads were similar to the answers I gave. Mm. Ran the ads and now I can make, yeah, I got to pay for ads, but I'm making sales without having to go physically out there and, and type and attract myself. So, and then from there, you just, uh, you spend money, you get more leads. They watch your core content, which would be your webinar, your VSL or your case study. They get on the phone or they book a call. You close them. Or if you want to do it as a sales page, you can do that. And that's how I built my business. So that's, um, that's really it in a nutshell. You just got to, hmm. you got to do it well. It's super straightforward. I think we overcomplicate it. We think we need to run these fancy ads to get these sales. And, and really, it's just how about we go and give value to people who are not receiving the value in the way that they should or could. or Because a lot of these groups, they're just, they're built by other people who are struggling. And mm. it's kind of more of just like a, let's all have a chat and sing kumbaya. And, and, uh, but no one's necessarily giving actual strategy. And I think that when you jump in them, give value. A, you're showing people that you know what you're talking about and that you are an authority and you can help them. And B, I think that people want to connect with people, right? They can Google the answer, but often they go to these groups because they're wanting to connect with others. And so to, to be someone that people will listen to, you have to be seen, you have to be giving value, you have to be engaging. Let me ask you, a lot of people think that, well, you know, I don't want to give away everything because then what are they going to buy? What's your opinion on, on when you're giving these answers? Is it kind of, I'm giving like a little bit and if you want more, you should do this thing here? Or is it more just like, I'm going to give you everything, give the answer and then let you kind of chase me down? Oh, that, that right there is one of the, mis the most misunderstood aspects of this game is, you know, am I giving away too much? Am I giving away too little? If you're asking that, you really don't understand the game. To be honest with you, um, look, this is a hard game. You, especially if you want to make a million bucks selling info, it's a hard game. And you should, you should get help on that because it's sort of like, would you operate on somebody if you didn't go to medical school? You wouldn't. And why wouldn't you? It's dangerous. You don't know what you're doing. Because what could happen to your patient mm -hmm. if you don't know what you're doing? They, can they could die. die. You can hurt them. Right? Yeah. So then why do people go out especially lawyers, accountants, doctors who have already understand this concept. They go out and they try to start a business or they try to sell info or whatever it is, but they, they don't want to pay for help on how to do it, right? It's the same mm -hmm. thing. It's, your business is going to die. And so this is a big misunderstanding. Now, what I tell my clients is this. You have to separate the value into two buckets, okay? So when you come up with an offer, I teach what's called a refined marketing statement. RMS. And it goes like this. I help market get desire without old method through new method. And your product is what helps them execute the new method. So for instance, let's just say you wanted to sell an intermittent fasting offer to new moms. I help new moms lose the baby weight without counting calories, let's say, by using intermittent fasting. Now, when you make that statement, you're identifying your market, new moms. You're identifying the problem or the desire. They want to lose the baby weight. You're identifying what they've already tried that they hate, counting calories. And you're identifying a new method that can get them to the promised land that would be intermittent fasting. Now, when you put out content in your marketing, all your content should give value should and should teach why that is the case. Why 
it's better to do intermittent fasting than counting calories. Your product is how to execute on that method, intermittent fasting, better, faster, et cetera. So it could be a coaching program. It could be an app. It could be a course. But whatever it is, it has to execute on the method you already convinced them that is the way to the mm-hmm. promised land. So you're selling two things and you're selling them in an order. You're selling the way in which they will get what they want, the method, the vehicle, and then your product. And that's what you sell in your, and you talk about in your marketing and your product is what helps them execute the new method. So let me give you an example. In, in my marketing, I, I talk a lot about how selling high ticket, selling, charging more is a much better way to do this than charging less. And I tell one story about how in February of 2019, I hit a million dollars a month on a $1,000 product. And my life was terrible. I, my margins were terrible. I had 2,000 support tickets. I had a 13% refund rate. I had like a 3% chargeback rate. We had, you know, piracy. It was terrible. It was because we had way too many customers and we weren't charging enough and we were just letting them buy over a sales page. We didn't even know who these people were. Well, I decided to switch to the high ticket model. I was able to create a much better product because I was charging 10 times more. And in February 2020, we only did 550,000. But we had virtually no support tickets, no chargebacks, no refunds. We had better customers. We had a better product and a VIP experience for those customers. Those customers got way more return and way better results than even even though it was more money, mm. they got they got more return and we were 30% more profitable. Fast forward to today, we've had million-dollar months and even I one time had a million-dollar day and the profit margin blew everything else out of the water. I mean, just just insane. And the reason for that is instead of trying to sell people over an order page and dealing with all this customer service, you sell over the phone. Because when you get on the phone, you can talk to the customer, you can sell them a higher price, you can build rapport, they don't ask for anything else. Like they don't, they don't ask for, I mean, they already have their username. They already have their password. They've already got their questions answered. They're not having buyer's remorse. They're not freaking out because they didn't get their username and password. Now they're going to file a chargeback or ask for a refund. It's a very comfortable onboarding process. And so I tell that story and you know, I tell other stories about how it's actually easier to sell for a higher price than a lower price because people who buy at a higher price already have the mindset that they want to invest in themselves. People who want to buy something cheap have a limited mindset. Mm-hmm. And so you get better customers and they, they are, you know, somebody who's willing to invest more is easier to say yes than somebody who's willing to invest less. They're, it's harder for them to say yes. So it's actually easier to sell for a higher price. You know, I tell all these stories and I, I give all that value. Now, what am I doing? I'm giving value and I'm teaching, but it's all about why high ticket is better and why you should sell for a higher price. And there's mm-hmm. tons of value there. There's tons of stories and, and there's tons of, of, of tactics there. But if you want to actually learn how, you want to learn how to create core content that gets somebody on the phone who's highly qualified. You want to learn how to close. You want to learn how to run ads for, for high tickets specifically. You got to buy my program. 
because mm. the program teaches you how to execute on that thing that all that value that I gave you made you realize is the new way, the new, the new, it's sort of like if I said, you drive a car, we have this new thing called airplanes. It's so much faster. And I teach you everything about airplanes and you're like, wow, I want to fly. That's great. Okay, great. Well, fly United. So first you sell them on the vehicle, you give all the value around the vehicle, and then mm. you sell them the thing that allows them to execute it, getting your pilot's license or getting a ticket on the, on the plane. Does that make sense? 100%. 100%. I just wanted to back up a second to something you said. Why is it do you think that people have a hard time with the concept of I'm starting a business or I'm wanting to learn something new, so I'm not just going to watch a bunch of YouTube videos uh, but I'm actually just going to pay someone who knows what they're doing so they can show me how to do it. Because I come across this as well. And we also, you know, in my practice and also in my coaching business, where people, they don't, they're not willing to invest in actually getting the outcomes they want. And they kind of want to continue perpetuating, like, I'm just going to dabble and dabble and dabble and then get bitter and never get a result. Why do you think people struggle with that? Especially educated professionals who have paid money to learn their craft and what they're doing, lawyers, accountants, health professionals. But then when it comes to, I'm starting a business, I'm building a course, not willing to invest. Do you think it's, do you think it's an ego thing? What do you think is going on there? I'd love to get your opinion. Well, are, are you asking me why people, why when you go to sell that to those professionals, they're not buying? Or are you asking why they personally don't? I'm asking why they, why they personally, because it's, it's interesting that some things, like for example, becoming a chiropractor, we know I'm going to go to college and I'm going to learn how to be a chiropractor because I need to do it. And now I'm going to start my business and I'm not going to invest in things. Cause you talked about it before where it's like, you need to have someone leading you. If you want to be, and you talked about it once on your, on your Instagram, you're talking about buying a plane doesn't make you, I think that's what you said, right? It doesn't make you a pilot. It doesn't mean you can fly just because you own a plane and starting a business is the same thing. People think we can just start a business and it'll be good. Why do you think that is? Well, here's the thing, you know, they're just not thinking about it the same way. I mean, that's the short answer because the truth is it's to sit there and say, I need to go to school and pay somebody who already knows how to do something to teach me how to operate on somebody's foot or how to, you know, do brain surgery or how to do heart surgery or, or how to be a doctor. That's completely reasonable. And that's what you should do. But at the same time, if you say, well, let me go out here and try to start a business or trade stocks or, and you say, why well, I'll just figure it out myself. That's just as absurd as saying, I'm going to operate on your brain without tr- training, you know? Now what happens is you don't think of the level of absurdity. You just don't think about it that way. And the reason you don't think about it that way is because the person you're listening to, the person trying to sell you the program is not effectively selling you. Think about it. If, if somebody doesn't buy from you, it's because you didn't effectively sell them. That is the way things are, right? Is it ridiculous that somebody who went to medical school to be a doctor would not want to get business lessons, right? Yes, it is ridiculous. It is absurd. That is a fact. It's completely absurd. But that doesn't change the fact that that doctor or that chiropractor has that belief. And they have to come to the conclusion that it is absurd and that they will never be successful in that thing without help. There's really only one difference, is regulation. They're required to get training to operate. Nobody is required to get training to operate a business. There's no law that says that. 
That's the only difference. And because of that, people assume this absurd thought that I don't need training on it. You know, so what you have to do if you're selling to somebody who is a healthcare professional or a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant, and they've gone to school for that, but they don't want to, you have to tell them stories, analogies, and things that make them understand and overcome that belief that, oh, it is the same thing. I do need help. I do need, I'll give you a perfect example. I have somebody in my program who sells a weight loss coaching program by balancing hormones, right? She deals with people who have hormonal imbalances. Now, she was struggling for a long time to sell her program. Well, when she finally came to me, she said, Dan, I've been following you for a year. I can't make this work. You know, I've watched free YouTube videos. I've read books and blah, blah, blah. You know, Tony Robbins said that uh, if you want to be successful, model somebody that's doing what you want to do and you'll be successful too. And Dan, I've tried to model you, but I just can't be as successful. And I said, well, let me ask you this. Tony Robbins might've said that, but you know what I say? I say, if you really want to be successful, find somebody who is doing and successful at what you want to do and pay them whatever they want Mm. to show you how to do it and help you execute it. And I told her the story of, I don't know if you do jujitsu or not, but I I told her the story of this this famous jujitsu competitor who never was famous, never won anything. And all of a sudden, he started winning everything. And he became a household name, like almost overnight. Well, I was at a jujitsu competition and I met him. And I asked him, I said, hey, you know, what was your secret? You, you, you just burst on the scene. You came out of nowhere. And he says, well, I found out who the best jujitsu coach in the world was. And that's John Danaher, the Danaher Death Squad. That's the name of his team. I moved to California or where, wherever, Washington or wherever it is. And I trained under him. I like moved my family there. I trained under him. That's all I did. And that's, and that's how, and that's why. And like everybody on that team wins world championships. I said, the bottom line is this. If you want to be a good brain surgeon, you go study under the best possible brain surgeon, right? If you want to be a good psychiatrist, you you study under a great psychiatrist. If you want to be good at selling information, you study under somebody that's good at selling information. And she said, you know what, Dan, you are right. So when I told her that story and I told her, you know, I I gave her the analogy of, of, you know, the brain surgeon and all that, that was enough for her to see the reality and get over that limiting belief. And once she had that belief, she signed up and two weeks later, she made $35,000 within two weeks of joining. Hmm. But again, she had to hear that for her to have that belief. So the thing is, is we could question why. It's probably because of the regulation, but ultimately we have to ask ourselves, how can we make them see, how can we allow them to see through a different lens and from a different perspective so that they can overcome that limiting belief that's stopping them from getting to the next level and let them do what's necessary to move forward. 100%. I hope that that everyone's listening to this because this is so important. Whether it's yourself and you're struggling with something and you're wondering why you're not getting outcomes and you're not actually 
doing literally this and just finding the person that you need to be learning under or whether it's your client and you're communicating with them and you're wondering why is Mrs. Jones just not getting it uh, and understanding that we're not telling the right stories, not connecting with them, helping them to just like the movie Inception, right? Realize, hey, look, this is what I need to be doing. Hey, Dan, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate you. I'm just conscious of your time. So um, tell us, where can, where can our audience connect with you online? The best way to get in my world is to grab a copy of my book. And that is called Digital Millionaire Secrets. I can actually create, if you want, James, I can create a special link for your people. They can get a copy yeah. of this book for free. You just cover the shipping, pay the postman, and I'll actually send you the actual book for free. Does that sound like a good deal? That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. I think our audience would really appreciate that. All right, let's do um, how, what kind of link do you want? I can do getclients.com slash healthcare podcasts. Yeah, well, whatever we decide on, I'll make sure that's in, in the show notes for everyone to get. But let's go with that for now. And, um, and if we change it. All right, we'll, 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 how, how about this? We'll just leave notes. a link in the show notes. And um, if you click that link, you can grab a copy of this book. I'll send it out to you for free. Just pay shipping. And that's the best way to get in. You, you'll, I think if you read this, I know if you read this book, you will understand a lot deeper, a lot of the stuff that we were talking about today. And there is actually a plan in here. It's my 30 days to 100K blueprint. If you remember, I told you about the commenting in the groups and the attraction marketing and my first 30 days, the day by day, hour by hour, step by step blueprint is actually in this book. So you can read that and you can see what I did day by day for those 30 days. You can replicate it for yourself. Amazing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this today. It was an awesome episode and there's a heaps of value there. Uh, and I want everyone to, to listen to this twice because there's a lot of things that he said that you might not have got the first time around, but when you listen to it again, you'll understand it at a deeper level because it applies to us personally as business leaders and it also applies to us uh, when we're dealing with clients. So thank you so much, Dan. Uh, I appreciate you. We'll speak soon. Thanks, man. Now, if you want to find out more information on how you can grow your healthcare business, I want you to get a copy of my book uh, and you can visit practicemasterymethod.com where I talk about the nine accelerators on how to grow a seven-figure healthcare business or add seven figures to your revenue. There are free training, there's free resources uh, that'll be shared in the show notes as well. So go and check those out. Uh, and as always, keep at it, keep hustling uh, because we've got people to help, money to make and freedom to have. I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the show. If you like the episode, please hit subscribe and leave us a review. I'd really appreciate it as it helps us get our episodes out to more people just like you who want to know how to increase their revenue, impact more people and build businesses that work for the lifestyle they want. Now, I know your time is valuable and I know that you are here to learn the secrets to success in your health business. So I have something special for you just for checking out the episode. Now, if you're a health professional, coach or trainer in business, and you're serious about growing a profitable, impactful business, then pay attention. Because as a listener of the show, I want you to win. And so I've created a host of resources available exclusively for listeners of the show. So if you're tired of trying to figure out this game of business, marketing, and sales all on your own, and you're ready to just implement what's already proven to work rather than reinventing the wheel, I want you right now to go and check out healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. That's healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. And there you'll find over $5,000 worth of trainings, resources, and coaching available only for listeners of the show. Again, that's healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. There I'll give you the resources on everything from how to acquire 10 times more of your ideal clients using social media and paid ads, even referrals, how to increase your client conversion into packages, 
at an 80 to 90% conversion rate like me, how to retain your clients for longer, getting them better results and making them happier, how to increase your prices and charge a premium to work with you and how you can build a six, multi-six, even seven-figure practice just like I did, but with a tenth of the time and a tenth of the effort. What I want you to realize is that everything I teach comes from exactly what I did to have success and still have success in my own health business and I want to share that with you so you can have success too. So go check out healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider right now and let me help you win big in your health business. Also remember to subscribe for two episodes every week full of the secrets to have success in your health business as well as leave us a review so we know what you thought of the show. And I'll see you on the next episode.